Every night football, we are here with week two of the waiver report. I'm flying solo today, but we've got a lot of good guys in that waiver wire, so stay tuned. Every night football coming at you right now. If I can't teach you one way, I'll teach you another. But I'm going to get the job done. I got to fight every night. Every damn night? That's how winning is done. Fight every night. Every night. All night. Every night. Every night. Football. 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 One, two, three. Here we go. Are you ready for some football? <laughs> All right. Week two of every night football waiver report. Logan is out of out of pocket. I don't know where Logan is. Logan's missing. Somebody look for Logan. But don't worry, we've got all your waiver action here. We're gonna run through this pretty quickly. This was a pretty crazy week of football. We're not gonna recap too much right now. We're gonna wait for the full show uh, coming out tomorrow. Uh, so we're just gonna start out with QBs. There's really only one QB that had a tremendous game that no one saw coming and is available in you know about thirty. Per- 30% owned in leagues, so about 70% of leagues. Um, Blake Bortles. No one saw this coming. Nobody saw this coming. He was 29 for 45, 377, and four touchdowns. But the biggest thing, he had six rushes for 35 yards, and that sent him over the top. This is definitely Bortles' best game in the NFL. Um, they typically don't try to get him to do this much, but with Leonard Fournette out, there was a lot that he was asked to do, so... Blake Bortles, definitely not a guy that I would go out and, and spend a lot on. His schedule, I, I didn't expect him to do that against New England. I'm definitely going to give Logan a hard time tomorrow about losing to the Jaguars. But, you know, this is this is one of those things that Tennessee's up next, the Jets after that, Kansas City after that. Those are three pretty cupcake matchups for him. They're all 1 o'clock games, so I expect him to continue to perform. Even when Leonard Fournette comes back, they've shown that he's got some good weapons out there besides the running back in Keelan Cole, D.D. Westbrook, Austin Safarian Jenkins. And then when Fournette comes back, he can catch the ball out of the backfield. So Blake Bortles available in 70% of leagues. He's a good guy to pick up if you don't have a backup or if you're in a multiple QB league. Obviously, you're not dropping anyone huge like a Watson or a a Rodgers or a Breeze. Um, I guess you could add Patrick Mahomes to that list, but we'll talk about that tomorrow. But, yeah, Blake Bortles, go out there if he's available and you don't have a backup, snag him and pick him up, wait for those good matchups, especially week four and week five versus the Jets and at Kansas City. Moving on to the running backs, Giovanni Bernard now is becoming the hottest waiver pickup of the early season. James Conner after week one was a huge guy, but honestly he should have been on your radar if you've been listening to our show. We were really high on him coming into the season with Bell holding out. But Gio Bernard steps into a lead back role with Joe Mixon out for the foreseeable future, about three or four weeks more than likely. Didn't have really anything going on. But the biggest thing for Giovanni Bernard is when he's in as the lead back and he's the he's the bell cow, he's the go-to. He did that for four games last year. And during that time, he was a top ten running back. He outscored Kamara, Fournette, McCaffrey. He's a guy that you need to be targeting. He's a guy that's probably going to be the number one waiver pickup this this week. If you're in auction leagues, I wouldn't spend a tremendous amount on him, depending on how much you've got invested in already. Um, one quick side note, I definitely heard about a league where a guy spent $45 of $100 allocated for the season on Jared Cook in week one. So, uh, yeah, that happened. Um, 
But yeah, I'd be willing to willing to spend some good money to get Gio Bernard, especially even though it's only for you know maybe three four weeks. Having a guy that's going to be the lead back and has outscored a lot of people, especially with their schedule coming up. So yeah, Gio Bernard, one of those guys up there. Um, another guy to be looking at is Keelan Cole. This is someone that we've been high on since the preseason. He was one of our preseason sleepers. Um, I don't even know if I'd call him a sleeper. We were we were pretty high on him. He had a lot of good momentum coming in from last season, and this week he really paid off. He's only owned in about 48% of leagues, so he's he's out there probably in your league. He's available. Seven of eight targets this last week, 116 yards and a touchdown. He honestly was one of the main factors on why they were able to handle the Patriots so easily. It doesn't look like there's going to be a big problem between him and D.D. Westbrook. Westbrook also had a good game, um, but if there was – between the two, I'd definitely take Keelan Cole. I think his, his skill set is going to be a lot more um, apt for touchdowns. Um, Calvin Ridley, this is unfortunately I'm kind of upset about because this was Logan's you know sleeper of the year, and my guy Christian Kirk hasn't been doing anything, and Ridley uh, got his first touchdown this last week. Four or five targets, 64 yards, and a touchdown over the Panthers this week. Um, when you're playing opposite Julio Jones, you're going to get a lot of one-on-one matchups. And Calvin Ridley showed in college, and he's showing now in the NFL, that he could do a lot with the ball once he gets it in his hands. So I think he's got a really good matchup this week against the Saints. Ridley, though, for me, is one of those guys that if he doesn't get the touchdown, he's not going to get you enough yards because he won't have enough targets to, to keep you competitive, even in PPR leagues. So you're really a touchdown guy but with Devontae Freeman out for the for the foreseeable future Calvin Ridley's a very interesting guy as a flex player maybe a low-end wide receiver too especially against the Saints which could be a shootout Deshaun Jackson why has no one picked up Deshaun Jackson week one was not just a throwback game to who he used to be with the Eagles but it was a throwback to show how good he was at one point but how good he still is I mean 146 yards and two touchdowns in the week one no one saw that coming I mean, he's got the Amish rifle thrown to him. I don't know why anyone would doubt anybody on that team. Um, we're going to get to another guy on that team, actually. But Deshaun Jackson comes out again, 4 for 4, 129 and touchdown. you got to remember, before Tyreek Hill, before Brandon Cooks, before these guys that just run go routes and can outrun everybody, there was Deshaun Jackson, and he's showing that he still got it. Um, he's available in a lot of leagues, over 50% of leagues. So go out there, snag him. Um, his his matchup this week isn't great, um, it ha- but but to be fair, I didn't think he'd do that against the uh, against the Eagles. Uh, Pittsburgh doesn't have a great defense, and it could end up being a shootout. But I imagine Pittsburgh coming off this loss is going to try to control the ball more with the run game, so they may not get as many chances to throw the ball deep because they're not going to be on the field as often. But to be fair, all you need is one play. Again, four for four for 129 and a touchdown. Great stat line, and Deshaun Jackson showed that he still got it. Uh, moving on, we've got John Brown. This was someone that we talked about, I think, a week ago, uh, maybe in the preseason. 4.5% owned in leagues. He's available in pretty much every league. He had 4 for 10 targets. I don't like the stat line that he only had 4 catches, but the 10 targets, especially in PPR, is what you're looking at. 92 yards and a touchdown. He's showing a lot of good trust with Joe Flacco. He's got Denver and then Pittsburgh and then Cleveland coming up. Those are all games that he's going to have good matchups in. And through the first two weeks, he's the 12th-ranked wide receiver. He needs to be owned in leagues. Nelson Aguilar is another guy on the Eagles that someone should be going out and picking up. Um, He's available in only about 25% of league, but I'm bringing him up because with Alshon Jeffrey out, if he's available in your league, he needs to be on your team. 
He had 12 targets this last week, 88 yards and a touchdown. They're saying that Carson Wentz could be coming back soon, and then his value goes up tremendously because he's going to be upgrading at that quarterback position so, so, so much. Um, lastly, I would look at two tight ends, Austin Safarian Jenkins on the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. He didn't have a huge line. He only had 23 yards, but he had that touchdown, and that's what he's always done. He has caught touchdowns. He may not be a guy that's going to go out there and get you 100 yards, but he'll get you a touchdown. And showing that they're trusting Blake Bortles more is something that's going to be really helpful for him going into the future. The, his next game, he's got uh, Tennessee, New Jersey, or New York Jets, excuse me, not New Jersey, um, and Kansas City, those guys are extremely weak against the tight end. So that's someone that you can go out and snag. But if you're going to go after a tight end this week, don't spend $45 on Jared Cook, guy, whoever you are. Go out and pick up O.J. Howard. He's available in, in almost 80% of leagues right now. Three or four targets for 96 yards and a touchdown. This is what he did in college. This is what he did in a couple games last year. For some reason, no one was ranking him high. He's got some pretty decent matchups coming up, but this is just someone that can go out there and again get yards, chew up the chew up the field, and basically just get down, get down with the ball in the end zone, and and yeah, put you up points. Uh, I I did want to mention that there are some people that are looking for streaming defenses this week. Um, our guest streaming kickers Greg DeLegan was out, so uh, I guess if you picked up their punter, you you might have gotten like a couple points in that matchup, but. Early got most of those extra points or two-point conversions, I should say. Uh, but, yeah, if you're looking for a defense, the Cleveland Browns are one of the teams that you should be targeting right now. Cleveland Browns have been doing extremely well against two first – their two first weeks was against Ben Roethlisberger and Drew Brees, and they only gave up a combined 42 points. They've had 10 sacks in those games. They're intercepting the ball, causing fumbles. Miles Garrett is going to be – a guy that's going to be terrorizing this league for a long time. So Cleveland Browns, they've got a good matchup coming up against the Jets on Thursday night. They'll be playing at home in the doghouse. So, yeah, if you're looking for a streamer, go get Cleveland Browns. But someone else under the radar is the Miami Dolphins. They're tied with the Jets for five interceptions. That's an NFL high, five interceptions. And at home against Oakland, who's been struggling. You know, I'm a big fan of John Gruden. I'm a big fan of Derek Carr, but they're struggling right now. Um, and i got to go with with my team, the Miami Dolphins. So if you're looking at a flyer this week, Miami Dolphins are playing at home against Oakland, who's having to fly across the country for a 1 o'clock kickoff, and that tends to be really difficult on teams. So they're a flyer. Just real quick, Patrick Mahomes is available in a lot of leagues. He shouldn't be available in any leagues now. He should be 100% owned. This kid is looks like the real deal. Uh, we're going to talk about him a lot tomorrow. Uh but yeah, if you got any questions, comments, who you should pick up, who you should drop, that's probably a more important thing. Who should I drop to pick up John Brown? Who should I drop to pick up Gio Bernard? Email us at enfpodcast at gmail.com. We'll get those answers out to you. We'll give you a shout out on the podcast. All right, well, that's it for our waivers. We're going to jump into our watch list now and get excited because there are some guys that you can definitely put on your watch list and hopefully in the next few weeks you'll see them blowing up before everyone else does and be able to put them on there. On your team, so here coming up the watch list. I'm watching you, Wazowski. Always watching. But I will be watching you. Look out, man!
I will look for you. I will find you. Um, so, first guy on the watch list, Dante Moncrief. This was someone that Logan was high on a week ago. He had a team high nine targets. He only got four of them, but again, seeing that targets is really good. 34 yards and a touchdown. This is someone that's owned in less than 1% of leagues. Definitely put him on your watch list. He's got some good matchups coming up against Tennessee and New York. So, put him on your watch list. If he does good next week, probably be time to pick him up. Stash him. I know we were really high on Keelan Cole, and even D.D. Westbrook is, is getting some nods. But Dante Moncrief was one of the I, – I'd say he might have been the best receiver on that Colts team back when Andrew Luck was healthy. But now that he's here, he doesn't. he's downgraded from quarterback, but he's still got a lot of skill. So team high nine targets, that's what you got to be looking at. If he keeps seeing those volume targets, regardless of his stat line, it might be good to stash him because eventually he's going to have that, that boom week, and you're going to want him in your lineup. Um, another guy, Seth Roberts. He only had three targets, but for 43 yards and a touchdown, it looks like he's going to be more of an over-the-middle crossing guy for the Oakland Raiders. And with Amari Cooper struggling and Jared Cook pulling a lot of defense, it might be really good to have someone like Andre, like Seth Roberts, excuse me, on your watch list. Miami's coming up next, but just kind of keep him, see how they're using him. Um, just someone to watch. Uh, Quincy Anun was another guy. 11 targets. This is the, this is the back-to-back weeks where Sam Darnold's really favored Anunwa. Seven catches, 92 yards. He didn't get that touchdown, but after going 13 in week one, 155 and a touchdown, he either needs to be picked up or put on a watch list. I've got him on one of my teams right now. I'd wait. I'd hold off on one more week. If he does well against Cleveland on the short turnaround, then I'd look to pick him up. Uh, maybe after week four, because on Jacksonville he might struggle. But then you've got Denver, Indianapolis, and those are going to be two great games that someone with a lot of targets is going to be good on. So, Quincy Nunez, add him to your watch list. Um, another guy you could add to your watch list at this point is Tyrod Taylor. We've mentioned him before. Uh, he's just got a lot of dynamic skill. I'm really interested to see when they switch to Baker Mayfield because Tyrod hasn't been delivering the W's. But he's someone to put on the watch list for right now. He's got, again, the quick turnaround against New York. But Oakland, Baltimore, and the Chargers, those are all going to be games where someone who's light on their feet, he could end up rushing for a good chunk of yardage. Um, Ryan Tannehill, another guy that you should be adding to your watch list. He had two touchdowns, 168 yards. Isn't what you want to see out of a starting quarterback. But these next few weeks are going to be really telling on how he shapes this season. Um, unfortunately, he's got that week six matchup against Chicago, and I'm not sure how he's going to escape Khalil Mack and Roquan Smith. But add him to your watch list, see how he does. Um, and lastly, I'd be looking at if if you if you don't already have him on a on a watch list, uh, Buck Allen. He only had eight carries. Oh no, he only had six carries. Excuse me, eight yards. But he had that touchdown. If he starts getting a few more carries and those yards start getting a little bit deeper, if they start using him in the middle of the field more. Um, I told people to be beware of Alex Collins without Kenneth Dixon there. He doesn't have someone breathing down his neck, but I think Buck Allen might be uh, one of the guys to do that. So add him to your watch list. And, uh, yeah, that's it. So if you got any questions tomorrow for our show and the boomer bust, interesting matchups, uh, into the future questions where we can try to help you out as best we can as predicting what's going to happen in week three, email us at enfpodcast at gmail.com. 
We'll do our best to take care of you, and uh, if you can find him, please look for Logan. His family's worried. Anyways, guys, that's it for this week.